Hey, this is Mob Rule. Subscribe to Parking Spark. Trying to kiss the place, give and go. Thumbing through the bands, I can't give you to no hoes. I just want to see you flex, baby. Go and touch your toes. You ain't got to choose me, bitch. I'm already chose. Trying to kiss the place, give and go. Thumbing through the bands, I can't give you to no hoes. I just want to see you flex, baby. Go and touch your toes. You ain't got to choose me, bitch. I'm already chose. I'ma knock out his brains. Got some mafia hoes. I'm talking baby look shit. Two, two, three, shells. What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Frowns. And today, man, I got another dope motherfucker out of the Pacific North Fresh. You know what I'm saying? And he is a producer, singer. He's just an all-around dope artist. You know what I'm saying? And um, you might have seen him already on Cross the Street. Shout out Cross the Street. But I want everybody in the Park and Spark family, and all y'all that ain't subscribed yet, hit that subscribe button. You heard him. Hit it. Say what's up to the homie Mob Rule, everybody. What's up, bro? What's up, bro? Hey, man. You know, I'm grateful and I'm thankful that you came on the show, man. You know what I'm saying? I always love it when people that are super creative, you know what I'm saying, come on my show and let me pick their brain and everything. So Yeah, I appreciate that. I really thank you. I appreciate the opportunity to talk about my craft. Yeah, man. And that's what we finna do today. Not only are we going to talk about your craft, but I just want people to know your story, you know what I'm saying, from yeah. the beginning to where we are today. You know what I'm saying? So let's start like we always do. Let the people know where you were born, bro. So I was born in Anaheim, California. Ooh, uh, Anacrine. Yep. So, uh, <laughs> you know, I didn't live there very long. I only lived there for like two years. And then my parents decided they wanted to move to bumfuck Virginia for some reason. What'd you think about Virginia? I got some people from there. They loved it. My parents hated it. See, <laughs> so we, I, I, it's it's all in the town's name. The town they decided to move to from multicultural California to Virginia was Lynchburg, Virginia. Kind of says it all right there. The the it was run oh by. Lord. Uh, it was very highly influenced by this guy named Jerry Falwell, who's dead now. Okay. People have various opinions on him. He's he he was like. He was, in my opinion, he wasn't a genuine religious dude. He was a bad religious dude. Oh, they, for, for profit. For profit, weirdo, like social control shit. Okay. They gave my parents a lot of hell, and we said fuck that and moved to the Northwest, and we've, gotcha. we've lived here since I was four. So, I'm, so you I, came here at four? Yep. Cool, man. And um, did you go straight to Vancouver? Were you in Portland? Were you like? Uh, I've always lived in Clark County. I've never, okay. I've never lived in Portland. I've always had friends that lived in Portland because my family was not one of those people that were like afraid to go to Portland. Like, I mean, like literally, like we lived in, we lived in orchards. We lived in Camas. We lived in Vancouver. Okay. I, I've lived in downtown Vancouver since I was sixteen, and I'm thirty five now. So. Well, you know the lower Washington, Portland area is just like one family anyway. Yeah, it's you know it's it's, it's, it's it's the suburb of Portland, even though it's technically fucking Washington. You know, it's, right, right. You know. Um, so growing up in you know Clark County, Vancouver area, what was that like for you? Um, so. I was kind of an outcast kid, right? Like I like I like like the school I went to when uh, when when I went to school I was living in Camas, okay, and I was into like punk rock, hardcore metal, like hardcore punk metal, um, hip hop, you know, things that like in this small town were not popular. Um, it was not very common to find a kid that would listen to Black Star. It was what not... was it about that that like made you gravitate to that punk rock? So punk rock for me was just like 
I don't know, man. Like, so I, I got really into uh, politics at like nine years old because wow, I was no shit. I was just an intelligent kid, so I pay attention to like the Democratic and the Republican, like you know, debates and stuff as a kid. But by you know, and then I found, and then I started researching stuff on Native American um, culture and like dope. real like Native history stuff, and very dope. And that drove me into. You, if you want to call it anti-politics or whatever, you know, like, you know, you would call it like a leftist these days. They didn't call it that when I was younger, but yeah. you know, I just, I, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I, I don't necessarily identify with the term anymore, but my roots are in anarchism mm-hmm. that molded a lot of stuff I learned in the hardcore punk scene about politics and being anti-racist, anti-homophobic, anti uh, xenophobic, you know, uh, standing up, like, not, like, say, like, you know, this is what I learned from, like, hardcore and punk, like, say, like, I mean, you guys can't see it, but we can, there's, like, a street in front of us, say we saw someone getting oppressed right in front of us, the society we live in right now would say, oh, let's pull our phones out and yell, world star, oh, hell no, you know what I'm saying, like, that, but that's what they teach, right, right. even kids my age, like, my friends, I got friends that used to watch all these world star videos, and that's what, you know, like there's That's a crazy. there's a Mike Capes uh, lyric where he kind of touches on that. Shout like, out Mike Capes, you know, and, baby! And uh, you know he he's the shit. Uh, he's he's a nice dude. And uh, yeah, North but, Side but, you know he's, he's 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 like he's like I think he, I don't remember the quote, but it's something like. You know, I just watched World Star and it fucked up my day. That's that's kind of always been my view too. It's like so. Back to my point about what I was saying. Like, so if we saw someone on the street being oppressed, like I would get out the car and do something. 90% of the time like obviously you got to judge the situation and protect your own life too but like you know most people would just pull out their film and film it and take it to the police I think that harms more people than it helps people yeah, I can get somebody killed just yeah. calling them police yeah right? and I think people should you know be in community with their neighbors and their in the in their communities and yes. police their own community you know it's like I agree man so, so that's and you just, know what shout out to my guy man Jesse Sponberg bro because he's been pushing that line a long time. A long time. Um, so, listening to the punk rock, when did you transition into... I mean, I know you didn't transition to, you just kind of probably brought it into your... Uh, yeah, it was it was like both, man. You know, like, like hip-hop. Yeah, you know like, I, mean, I mean, like, so, like, you know, like, let's... It's always existed for them, not always, but since the pretty early on existed. Like you had like Beastie Boys, right? When they yes. when, when they first started, that was out, punk rap. They, well, when they first started out, they were a hardcore punk band, yeah. And they named themselves after a black punk rock uh, band called Bad Brands. No That's shit. What, it was BBBB. That's why they got their name. Oh, I didn't know that. And then uh, what's That's his cool what, What's his name? Uh, the big uh, oh dude. Rick Rubin? Rick Rubin. Yeah, Rick Rubin was like, hey, here's hip-hop. You guys should make hip-hop. Yeah, and they were kind of like, you know, the punk rock hip-hop people. But they were still hip-hop to yeah. me. Yeah, you know, I, I, it I, was. I, I've heard people argue they weren't, and they were kind of like an industry plant to make hip-hop white or some shit and that's, whatever. Nah. But I, I, that's, I, I don't believe that. I, they, they were just as much if hip-hop. that's the case, we're going to have to say that about third base. Yeah, right. Like, do you say that? Do people say that about Eminem? Do people say that about any... Who else? I mean, you know, whatever. It's just like... People just making music. Yeah, know, or, like, or like MC Search or like, you know, like whatever. We could go down the... Or, or like Only One. Is only one not hip hop? Please tell him that. I would love to see him. Like, <laughs> I would love, I would love, please tell me that motherfucker that bars every song he's right. ever done. 
please, that's why, that's wild, please man. tell only one he is in hip hop, but uh, anyways. <laughs> so, so, so when, who gave you, was it Beastie Boys that gave you that first taste of the hip hop? So made you be like, okay, I had a, I had a older, so I went to this church in Portland called the bridge. And it met at this venue called the Meow Meow. Remember that venue at all? Hell no. There, it was on Southeast Pine, and uh, they did a lot of old, all ages shows there. So okay. there, there was a guy that went to our church. It was like a punk rock church. It was weird. Like the pastors all had tattoos. They would like cool. they would like cuss in the sermons and like. It, but it was like very genuine. It's like the, the, one of the only churches I've ever been to in my life where I felt loved and accepted and like I wasn't like a fucking weirdo. Cool. And, and yeah. for being myself, they they also helped out like homeless people and all kinds of shit. It was they were, they, that's it, really dope. it was a really dope church. Doing it for the right reasons. Man. Yeah, and uh, there was a guy at that church named Paul, and Paul was on the East Coast. Now he's actually a DJ in Pittsburgh, hmm. and uh, Paul like would take me over to his house, and he had like you know he he would just show me records and show me Jay Z and. You know, I was already into it a little bit by then, so I, I like pirated music, right? So I was like pirating like Black Star and LP and Mr. Lith and uh, you know just a bunch a bunch of shit. And then, but then at the same time, like uh, hyphy the hyphy movement was real big. Yeah, I, I, I bought a mixtape out of someone's car that was like a Max Mac Dre mixtape. No, don't know who it was. Don't have it anymore. Wish I had it. You know, that but, was a fun time, man. Yeah, like I remember, I ripped it onto my computer, and we would like, you know, I, I, I me and my, me and my uh, uh, homies would like go to parties, and we always had all the underground hyphy music, like turf talk and shit. Like to this day, hey, like, yeah, turn a robot. <laughs> yeah, robot. I love that. Shit. I'd be, I'd be getting fucked up. Turf for that. talk is hard. You see him cuss out Joe Brown? Yeah, that shit's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I do this for my partners to get yeah. my partners off the streets. I was like, I feel that, dude. That's she said, like, he took me modeling. He's like, it wasn't modeling. Oh, was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit. Yeah, that shit was fucking great. I love Turf Talk. That, that, me that's, too, man. Uh, that's one of my favorite barrier rappers. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. So, I like, you know, I had a lot of Bay influence. And then, you know, uh, I liked LA rap, too. And I, I, I just had a lot of friends, like... It was weird, man. We were all like either punk rockers or hardcore kids, but we all loved hip hop too. Yeah, and uh, it just I and I always saw the crossover, you know. And then you learn about like I don't know in the eighties, you had like Public Enemy making songs with fucking uh, oh what was that Aerosmith? Aerosmith, and you had Anthrax making songs with yeah. all that, you know, like all those different crossover songs. And that's even gone on into. It's cool to show that that will work. Because a lot yeah. of people would just think that that would never work. That still goes on. Like, locally, there's yeah. this dude that does it with, like, Scooter Rogers and Lord Lawrence. Bro, Scooter and... Rogers is so fucking dope. I'm Shout at... out Scooter yeah, Rogers. Yeah, Scooter's, Scooter's a nice dude. I'm supposed to Very actually... Nice uh, he, I mean, he wouldn't care if I said this. We're, we're going to do a project together. Uh... We've been we've we've been working that out for a while. You but hear that? Yeah. So that's great, bro. Yeah. Uh, he. I respect the fuck out of that dude. Me too. Man. I, I got a story about him. Actually, the first time I met him, I was at Shell and Moon and Purple Matters house, and he walks in and he, one of my beats is playing. You just started rapping, huh? Just started rapping. Freestyle. One of the best freestylers I've ever Bro, met. He can freestyle his ass off, and he and he told me that's the only time he's ever like like. I mean, not to like put his business out there, but like I, I'd say pride in this. Like, it's the only time he's ever heard a beat randomly at a party or some shit and just started rapping like that. No shit. He told me that. Hey, man, 
If y'all want to hear a good uh, session of him freestyling, man, go tap into my homeboy, Hippie Speedball Podcast, man. Shout out to the homie Joe. He went on there and spit some shit. It was, I was like, why didn't he do that on my show? <laughs> shit. But shout out Scooter Rogers, yeah, he's, man. He's, he's great. Yeah, he's got he's got dope, uh, he's got dope freestyles on his SoundCloud too, just like classic beats where he's just murdering yeah. them. He's but. gonna go down in history as one of the greats, man, for sure. Um now, when did you make your because man, you make really good beats, bro. Like I appreciate that. They're very creative. None of them are like sound the same. You know, it ain't that like repetitive bullshit. Yeah, it's not like it's not like oh, I make this type beat. I'm a I'm a that type beat producer. Right. Yeah. I really respect that man. And um, what was what? How old were you when you first started making your 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 beats? Probably sixteen or seventeen. But oh, that's I, early. But I didn't own the program. So okay. would you start out on Fruity Loops? So I'll, I'll, I'll touch on. Uh, we were talking Four. about. We were, I, I started on Fruit on Fruity Loops three. We, okay. Me and my homeboy had a hacked version of Fruity Loops three. Okay. We would go to his house all the His mom was gone like all the time, and uh, just because she was working, providing for her kids. Nothing wrong with that. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And but we had a lot of time to. Getting the dumb shit, and if we weren't getting into the dumb shit and hustling, we were sitting there on the fucking computer, beep booping away, and <laughs> you know, and fucking Fruity Loops three. And the, I remember I ain't the, gonna lie, Fruity Loops man can make out some really dope shit. I remember the first time I knew I was any good at making beats because I just thought it was fun, right? I mean, uh-huh. I took the Twilight Zone melody and I, I like programmed it. And I was like, do 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 do, and I made some like. Bit. Ooh, that's hard. <laughs> made this like Bay Area hyphy beat. Yeah, and uh, my home, we were they were having a party, and I'm just in the I'm in the like the studio, arguably just his room, his room with the computer, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm drinking a forty, making this beat, and his cousin walks by and takes a piss, and he's like, "You make this beat, white boy?" I'm like, "Yeah," <laughs> and, and they like recorded a song over it that night with this little shitty computer mic and. They called it "Party Like a Rockstar," and then guess what drops on the radio a month or two, two a month or two later? No way! I swear to God, it's a real story. Like "Party Like a Rock," "Party Like a Rockstar," that whole fucking huge hit that was on the radio. We we made a song a month or two. Before. Oh my god! That was, that, was a, that was a hyphy song with the same fucking concept. Dude. And I'd be feeling like a lot of these motherfuckers <laughs> will go and try to listen to these underground people and take their shit. Who knows, man? I, I, I don't know. I, was, I wasn't old enough to be privy to if that kind of <laughs> shit was going on back then, man. I, I maybe Or maybe that was just a dumb coincidence, but I, I've learned that not a lot of things aren't dumb coincidences, so, you know. Okay. Here's a good question. <laughs> How would you describe your sound uh, in three words? Boom bap, eclectic, Ooh, and uh, good. Hell yeah! Yeah, like, boom bap, eclectic, and good. Oh boy, I, I agree with that. Um, here's a question that I I always ask everybody that comes on my show. I feel it's really important. I always break it down like this. Yeah. Uh, because I feel like it brings people together. Who's an artist that you would like to work with, produce for, um, collaborate with? Um, anything along them lines that would think that you would never want to mess with them? Uh, you know, um, I just got asked this on uh, an- another interview, and I, and I think I'll stick with my same answer. Cause, uh, Someone asked you that same shit? Yep. 
Uh, I was on a Jimmy's Jam Box. They're a, they're a podcast out of Vancouver, and and I'll, Jimmy Jam Box. <laughs> you got to come see me, homie. We got to talk about that, homie. Huh? Why? Yeah, <laughs> but uh, I'm just gonna say the same answer. I I I've followed this guy for a while. I like uh, Milk from North Portland, that white rapper dude. Uh, I know you ever heard him? M I L C. Milk. Nah. Nah, ah, yeah, no, I never heard. Of him. I think he's talented as fuck. I gotta meet him. I think he's, I, th- I, I, I think he's less known than he should be. I think he's, is he older? He's younger than me. I think. Okay, because yeah. I was gonna say back in. That's why I looked funny. I was like, what milk? Because there was a milk back in the hood when I was younger. But he was an older dude, and I'm old I'm now, not, so I'm I know it sure. can't be the same dude. So I, I guess like this dude was hella known for like basketball or some shit in North Portland. Okay, cool. But, uh, shit, I'm gonna have to look into that, man. Yeah, he. Uh, I, I, Shout I, out, Milk. Yeah, I'll link you to his shit. Okay, um, but uh, he he spits, bro. And then like, dude, I don't know. Like, I also like. I've never worked with Rashid Jamal or Mike Capes. They know I'd want to work oh, with man. them, but I, I, I especially, you know, especially very talented. Either of them, like I would, dude. They're 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 top five Portland. I would also work with Versatile. I, I would love to work with Versatile. My my homie Joe Mendonca's worked with Versatile before. I just I just shared his shit the other day, man. Shout out Versatile. Versatile is a really good dude and just one of the pioneers of that shit. Oh Portland. my god, yeah, bro. He's he's a legend, bro. Shout out to the legends of Portland, man. The, and, the people that paved the way for and, all and, of us. And I one and I, one more thing, I would say uh, someone who I would work with again mm-hmm. that I haven't worked with since 2014 or 15 is Libretto. Libretto. I, I, I did one song with him on a like a uh, like a neo soul project. That's and, the homie, bro. Yeah. Shout out to the homie Libretto, Yo, man. Libre- That's a real dude right yeah, here, he, man. He, real dude, real story, real positive guy. And like, uh, uh, congrats on getting that new house, big dog. Fuck yeah, I'm proud of you, yeah, man. Man, my, my homie Joe Mendonca that worked with Versatile actually hooked me up getting libretto on a song of mine back in the day. Libretto's so. awesome. He's an awesome dude, man. He is, dude. I love that dude, man. Yeah. Um, Uh, uh, Matter of fact, you know what I'm saying? Shout out Jordan Stevenson, man. Jordan Stevens, man. Uh, You know what I'm saying? Have you heard heard of his music video? Have you heard of son's music? No. I didn't know his son is doing music. Get get his son on here, bro. His son is so damn talented. Like, his son be making beats and shit. No shit? Yeah. And and he be rapping. Okay. Ask Libretto about it, bro. Yeah, I'm going to check him out. His son, like, it's not like boom bap or anything, but it's, it's fire. Yeah, the, the dude is talented. Yeah. Okay. Um. So I got a couple more questions, and then you know what I'm saying. We'll we'll go ahead and move on. Okay. Um. Where do you see yourself? Because I know, like you, you do. How do I how do I phrase it? So you do things not ju- you don't just make beats. You don't just do singing. You don't just do music. Like yeah. Where? Because you, you do so many things, just multifaceted. Where do you see yourself in five years from now? So we, I can double back and check up on you, man. So I see myself as, uh, so I, I recently just got a plug to, and if, you, if artists want to hit me up about this, I have a plug to do like really high quality merch, um, at a black owned business in Portland and they're, and, uh, they, they support LGBTQ, LGBTQ people. They're just, he's an all around cool dude. The dude works with Nike. He does one-on-one shoes with like DJ Khaled and all these celebrities. He did stuff with Travis Scott. Like, you know, that's a cool, cool resume, right? For someone that that we have access to in Portland. And I want to, I personally want to plug artists that are local and that are dope 
or that I respect or just people that need help. Like if you're local out, why not put Portland on bro? Like to a, to, to a good designer, to a, you know, to a, and quality screen printing. You know, so I, I, I see myself like helping artists, plugging them to that guy through my friend Ace. Uh, Shout, okay. out, shout out Ace and Fred from the two reps. If anybody remembers them back then, I just want to smoke. Smoke, smoke like that. Yeah, man. And but, shout out to Coolness playing Debo. <laughs> she cracked me yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, Coolness is Debo on there. Oh, even little older. That shit had me dying, boy, when I yeah. saw him riding that bike. So awesome. <laughs> uh, yeah, the video's classic. Uh, and, and, and I'm going to do a little, I'm going to do some business, you know what I'm saying, with, with, this, with this clothing line. Uh, to get my re-up on my merch. Shout out Park and Spark. What it do? Yeah, get, you know a, what I'm get a Park and Spark shirt. Because that's what we got to do out here, man. We got to do business with everybody. Yeah, support your hand local. Hand in hand. You know, one Portland, one Northwest, yeah, one Vancouver. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, don't, don't go to the guy in L.A. Go to the guy in Portland. You know, I, shit, dude. Well, I there's multiple people that do clothes, but I want to do business with everybody. I want to put exactly. a little money in everybody's yep. pocket. Yep. Go go to just I'd go to somebody local, like, even if it's not my dude. Go go to a local dude. Yeah. Like so, like that that you know like that's what. And I'm going to get a little, <laughs> I think that's something that in the past Portland has struggled with compared to other bigger cities. Like, you know, I'm not saying Portland doesn't show Portland. I think it takes longer to convince them to support your local artist, but they're very loyal when they find an artist they support. And that's awesome. But also we got to remember we're a smaller demographic. So we have to fucking support our artists even harder That's right. because we don't have as many people. Lift these motherfucking artists up to the same standard as these people that you already look up to as big artists. Mm -hmm. Because these guys are doing the same thing. It's all hard work, man. Yeah, so you got to recognize that shit. Yeah, and like recognize that it costs an artist to pay a producer to buy a beat, to pay for recording time, to pay to make a music video, to pay to like mix and master the album. Like, yeah. you know, you know there, there, there's all... It, it's expensive to be a rapper, and it's, absolutely. And, and, and then you got to hone your craft, and you got to have rhyme skills, and you got to have flow, and you got to come up with concepts, and you got to buy album all art. All the time it takes these guys to do this shit, right? Yeah. So that's so that's why it's almost like a slap in the face when you want to bring them onto your concert, and then you want them to sell tickets. Yeah, for real. When you want these guys to do do the footwork for what you should be doing, you know what I'm saying? Like. All I ask from these motherfuckers is to tell these motherfuckers to, to, to subscribe. I don't ask for no fucking money. Yep. I don't ask for nothing from these guys because I know they've already worked hard. You feel me? So this is this is this is payment. You know what I'm saying? This is my respect to them because I know how hard they were being that I used to rap myself. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So because yeah, yeah, you've been you've been through it. You know what it's yeah. like. Yeah. Yep. It's, and and you know what? I I respect the fuck out of anybody that's really chasing their dreams and working really hard like like yourself, man. I appreciate that. Yeah, man. Um, so yeah, bro, give these guys some shout outs, man. Uh, shout out to all the people you want to before we end this, because I want to make sure that people's names are heard that deserve it. Shout out Bishop Brown. I'm doing, mm. doing a full album with him coming out in September. We're going to be doing more shit than that. That's just the tip of the iceberg. Shout out Scooter Rogers. Yeah. Uh, shout out Ace and Fred again. Ace and Fred are just, you know, they were one of some of the first people to believe in my beats, even though I had been doing it for, for a while. Like when they were still rapping, like they, they were like, "Damn, bro, you're good." And you know, I've even surpassed their their uh, their expectations now. I, I, and actually, you know what? I, I don't know when. I always forget when this week's coming up. But I recently got gifted something. I was gifted a vinyl recently from my friend Ace. Um, 
that's uh, rest in peace to Starchild. And yeah. Had a acapella and some beats of his that were unreleased. And uh, if I, uh, I just want to, I want people to remember that fool's name because he, he's helped created Portland Hip Hop Week, and he put on a lot of people. And you know, I, I just think if younger kids haven't ever heard that name, they should continue to hear that name. Yeah, he uh, he did a lot for a lot of people, a lot. You know, just like Cool Nuts, just like mm -hmm. just like a lot of these artists out here, man, that uh that that are really stamped in these uh you know musical streets out here. Yeah. Um. So yeah, shout out, man. Shout out, Star Child, man. Yeah. You know, even though you broke my CD back on jamming or slam slamming or jam it. Shit. <laughs> it's all good though. That's what they do. Yeah. They um. And uh, yeah. Let's who who else shout out? Shout out. Uh, Shit, bro, it, it'd be hard to be thinking. All. Shout out Quinto. Yeah. Shout, shout out Iso Ghost Lord, two Vancouver artists uh, that I'm working, working with. Shout out Duke the Genius from Portland. Okay. That, working with him. Uh, shout out. Uh, shout out Joe Mendonca, aka Unhaunts. Uh, that's if you want to check out some really interesting at music that, or get some design work. Joe Mendonca, aka on Haunts, is just like crazy talented. Yeah, his son Zef Mendonca makes the dopest boom bap beats and like break beats, and he's only fourteen. That kid's gonna be better. Than, that, that kid's gonna be better than me in five years. Like, love that. <laughs> love. I love uh, young talent, man. Dude, dude, keep it, keep us going, yeah, man. Uh, and uh, uh, yeah, I mean, he's he he sends me little beats he'll make, and he he gets better every time. Uh, he's working with an artist. Uh, like a a a known a known rapper already, and uh, he's he's a fourteen year old kid. So wow, pretty dude. doing way better beats than I Much was. Much respect to that. Um, and uh, shout out, shit, shout out Glenn Waco. You know, I, that's a that's a friend I've had for a while. It's we've always stayed in touch. Uh, you know, he, he I, I'm 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 his life path took taking care of. His family and stuff, and I respect the fuck out of Very that. Cool. And, family, uh, family always comes first, man. Yeah, and I, I respect people that do that. And me too. Shout out my life partner, be, uh, and shout out my mom and dad. You know, shout, yeah. Shout, shout, shout out my actual family, because you know I couldn't do that. I couldn't do any of this shit. Like, you see this big old F right here, bro? Yeah. That's family, bro. That's what it stands for, man. There's nothing more important. Keep it on your mind, bro. Feel that. Always be thinking about them. Always be. You know. Yeah, and one more shout out my grandma. My my my, my I take care of my grandma. My yeah, gra my, my grandma. Gra my grandma lives next. Say door. that. Say her name, bro. My grandma is Monica Lewis. Woo! My, my grandma is eighty-seven years old. She's a Navy brat. Miss Monica Lewis, we love you, baby. She 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 will sit there and chain smoke all fucking day. <laughs> and if I and if I cussed in front of her, she would sock me in the Put arm. Put that shit out on your arm, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? All my little punk rock homies and hip hop homies that come over with all their face tattoos and all their tat, you know, whatever. Yeah. She's like, give me a hug. Oh man. She, she don't get. She don't care. She she she. she Ain't she, nothing she, like that grandma love. But she'll bro. she'll also tell you that you're being a fucking dumbass if you're being a fucking dumbass. Yeah, she gonna tell it like it is. Yeah. And, and respect to your grandmother. Yeah. She, yeah. She she she. You know when I I'm schizophrenic. So when, when there was times where I was having mental breaks and mm -hmm. she, she, I would just she stay was at, there. I would stay at her house and she would just, that's dope. Chill bro. with me, man. You know, that's so dope. And guess what? Man, we wouldn't have this dope ass fucking producer sitting right here if it wasn't for grandma. True. That's very true. 
You know what I'm saying? So always love your family, man. Love your mom, your dad, your children, your sisters, your cousins, your aunties, your grandmas, everybody, man. I do it. I love um my aunties know I love them to yeah. death. And, and my mama knows I love her to death, and my dad knows I love him to death. Shout out Lebo, man. Um, and, and shout out. Go ahead, go ahead. And, one, and one more thing. Shout out my friends I, I, because they're like family. I, I I don't keep around people that aren't like family. Like that's some right. sh that's some shit I learned from the hardcore punk scene. Is like keep friends keep you know choose friends that are like family. And, yeah. And Motherfuckers that are gonna be here twenty years from now. Yep. And, and, and you know what? I've had to, I've had to cut a few out, and it's it's all love. I, I, don't, I don't have a I don't have a vendetta against anyone I've cut out. But you know what? The ones that are still here, I I, I don't I don't need a kid, man, because they got kids, and I, I'm gonna look out for their kids and teach their kids the cool yeah. shit I know and be the cool yeah. be the cool uncle. That, I'm like that too. You know, like be the cool. So for me, like I've been sober five years, so I can be like, yo, you don't pick up a bottle, bro. Right. It almost killed me. I had eight heart surgeries. I'd rather I'd wow. tell I'd rather tell a kid like I'm glad you're still here, family. I, I appreciate that, bro. It, yeah, it was rough. It was really rough, man. And uh, yeah, I used to be a hundred proof fifth a day drinker. Whoa. And uh, I'm glad you changed it, man. Yeah, and and you know what? It it feels good. I, I always say this in interviews, but it's something to be proud of, man. Because I was a fucking addict. It's hard. Yeah, and I did it without AA, I, and I honestly did it with hip hop. I, I that's yeah. that's something I can attribute to hip hop. Having something to focus on every day, making hip hop beats. That's dope. That helped me stop being an addict. It gave me a way to cope. Like like today, oh, like man. today, right? Like I feel a little off because I haven't made a beat yet today. But I'm doing this. I'll go home. I'll be inspired from this. Yeah. I'll make a beat. I'm inspired from this as well, bro. Yeah. Straight up, man. Just chopping it up with you, man. It gave me it. I got good energy, bro. Same. I'm going to take this same good energy today, and I'm going to go apply that to my kids and my wife, you feel me, and yep. do something cool with them, because that's what it's all about, baby. Yeah. Happiness, the meaning of life, man. Look, I just get, I just gave you the, the meaning of life right there. You've been one. I know you've been wondering, because you've been looking at the screen like, this is a good interview, but I wonder what the meaning of life is. Happiness, motherfucker. Boom. <laughs> Jewels. <laughs> You're welcome, goddammit. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. Uh, hey, I want y'all to go down in that description. I want you to hit any little piece of thing that I got down there because, yeah, it's going to be all about him down there, but it's also going to be about some other stuff, too. You know what I'm saying? So you're going to be able to tap in with a bunch of great shit down there in the description. I want you guys to go down there. I want you to check out the contacts I'm going to have for him because I want you guys to link up with him. Get some music done. Get get him on a track. Anything you can to mess with my brother here, man. Yeah, if because you, it's if important. You, if, if you need demo recordings, I got a mic at my house. I can do demo recordings that can go be sent out to mix and master. Like, stuff like that, too. Not just there beats. And all you got to do is go down in the description and hit that motherfucking shit right there, man. I want to say thank you, brother. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate man, it. Man, we gonna, we going to do it again. Even if it ain't on camera, we going to link up and kick it because... It's a good guy, man. You got to have good people around you, man. Yeah, you know I'm, what I'm, I'm saying? with that. I'm down, bro. You yeah. have to come over and barbecue sometime or something. Man, I'm with yeah. it, bro. Yeah, thank yeah. you, man. Thank you. Yeah. And thank you guys. You know what I'm saying? Park and Spark family. Uh, you know, we got another dope-ass interview in the in, 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 in the archives, man. And, and I want you to watch this one and then go watch all the other ones, man, because it's full of dope shit. Dope people, man. And I wouldn't bring you nothing less. You feel me? So uh, anything else you want to tell these good people? 
Uh, one, one more thing. Shout out Mac Roo, because that's the whole reason I know what Spark Park and Spark is, because that, that was the first one I saw. My brother Mac Roo, man. Shout out Mac Roo. You know what I'm saying? And shout out you. And shout out you, you listener. Listener. You and you and you. And hey, you. that motherfucker right. Wait, huh? huh? Yeah, yeah, that's him. <laughs> Peace. Peace.